join us on an investigative journey as we educate each other on a scientific discovery, concept, or phenomenon. Then we'll take a dive into the complex and misleading world of pseudoscience to sort the factual from the fabricated. I'm Matt McCabe. And I'm Levi Bateman. I'm Molly Kendrick. And I'm Katie Joy. We are Idiofacto. And, and we're... we're yeah, no, yeah. Well, thank you girls for joining us on Idiofacto this week. Thank you for having us. Thank you. That's okay. We were just discussing before we started that Molly and I met at a summer camp like 10 years ago, which is ridiculous. 10 years. Yeah. And then I saw that Molly had a podcast and I reached out and I said, hey, hun. Um, and then I had to clarify afterwards that I wasn't actually inviting her to a multi-level marketing scheme. <laughs> hey, like, long time no speak. I've got a great way to make a bit yeah. of money on the side. <laughs> I have a, a great proposal for you that would be <laughs> beneficial for both of us. Yeah. But it wasn't multi-level marketing. It wasn't multi-level marketing. It was podcasting, which is, everyone knows, a great way to make a ton of money really fast. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, basically become rich from it so far. So, mm-hmm. Do you ladies know that it was actually your podcast that inspired our podcast? <gasps> no. To just have one? The first uh, conversation that Matt and I ever had about podcasting, we were on a work trip and we were hungover and we were driving to get some breakfast and... We'd had some interesting conversations the night before and Mm -hmm. Matt said, you know what, we should record this stuff and make a podcast. And I said, I would have no idea how to do it. And Matt said, well, I've got some friends that that have a podcast and, you know, we could always... (laughs) Those idiots can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and the rest is history. Yeah, no, I hope we've inspired a lot of people to start podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, hopefully not too many in the vein of, yeah, no, yeah. Well, yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. (laughs) There can be only one. Yeah, there can only be one. Yeah, no, yeah. (laughs) The reason I asked you to do a collaboration episode is because I was a pretty avid listener of your podcast and I've heard you mention several times that both of you have experience with multi-level marketing companies. We sure have. (laughs) And also, most recently, Molly, you're a freelance writer and I read your article about multi-level marketing companies and I think it's something that we should probably talk about and I feel like people with personal experience and a good amount of knowledge about multi-level marketing companies are good people to talk to about how they work and why they prey on certain types of people and how they can lead to financial ruin. Yeah. It really is interesting and it's uh, especially, I think we talked a little bit before this, it seems like it's not as much of a thing in Australia, whereas in the US, it's really really common. Almost everyone I know has gotten a Facebook message along those lines that we mentioned at the top of the show. Wow, really? uh, Yeah, and I think it's not, it is growing in more developing parts of the world. Like I know in Mexico, there are a lot Mm -hmm. of MLMs and in the Latin American uh, community in the US, it's also taking off and getting to be more of a problem uh so yeah um it's interesting it seems like you said it's not as much of a thing in australia is that right it's not yet but i have been approached um to at least buy things from someone who was a distributor from a multi-level marketing company levi have you had anyone approach you i have yeah um i won't mention personal names but yeah i've definitely had the uh, the message to discuss a The person that you haven't heard from for 20 years and all of a sudden wants to come back into your life because they've seen that you went to the gym once or something and now they want to sell you supplements. It was a little while. Yeah. And it was something very similar to that. Wow. So 
For those who don't know, uh, multi-level marketing companies are those like I am going to mention company names because mm. otherwise people aren't going to know what we're talking about. So Herbalife, Arbon, Mary Kay, yeah. um, they're ones that are big in Australia Amway, uh, as well. does that still exist? Oh, yeah. Amway still exists, but I, I haven't heard of anyone in Australia getting it's that like a big one in america so amway is really important to the history of multi-level marketing it is the granddaddy of multi-level marketing schemes in the u.s Mm. and this is something that i wanted to make sure to mention there was a big uh court case that made it so that multi-level marketing would be possible and distinguishes it from a pyramid Pyramid scheme scheme. the ftc in the ftc versus amway it was uh in 1979 a court decided that because amway focused focuses on selling a product and doesn't just focus on investments, that's what makes it a multi-level marketing company and not a pyramid right. scheme. Right, I see what and you're so saying. And so that is what has created the legal framework that has mm-hmm. allowed MLMs to flourish ever since. I see. I mean, before I get into it properly, I, I should say that uh, all multi-level marketing companies are slightly different but they all have really common characteristics so i'll be simplifying and generalizing for the sake of brevity here so that a single particular company may or may not exhibit all of these features but they're pretty common to most multi-level marketing companies like you said they are uh, legally distinct from pyramid Mm -hmm. schemes yes even though the structure of them is even though awfully pyramidal (laughs) even they uh, both look an awful lot like triangles yeah <laughs> yeah interesting but anyway can you uh, run me through and maybe some of the listeners who aren't exactly sure the difference between a pyramid scheme and a multi-level marketing scheme yes i would love to great that's it's almost like you preempted what i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> so the the difference is like molly said that multi-level marketing schemes actually offer a product and pyramid schemes don't offer a product, they just offer investments. So I'll get into that oh. a bit later. But the products that they offer usually aren't available in stores. Instead, you can only get a hold of them through independent distributors or consultants who are usually just regular people with little to no business experience. And that's important that they have little to no business experience. <laughs> These participants aren't salaried by the company as in they're not directly paid by the company for any of the work that they do. Instead, you're theoretically paid in two potential revenue streams. The first is you get a commission on the products that are sold directly by you to your own customers. And that's not really a huge problem. It basically, it sets up each participant as an independent retailer. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. But the problem is that the commission that you get from those is small and that a tiny bit of that commission from your sales also goes to the person who recruited you into the organization and a bit of that goes to the person who recruited them and so on and so on up the line. So that brings me to the second way that you're encouraged to make money and that's the problematic one and that's by recruiting your friends or family Mm -hmm. or distant relatives or distant acquaintances into the organization and you take a cut from their sales and then you help them recruit more salespeople so they can make money from their downline distributors and then you also make more money and then the people that they sign up, their recruits, recruits, they recruit more people and then their recruits, 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 recruit and then so on and so on. You see where I'm going with this? Mm -hmm. So to distinguish that from pyramid schemes, they legally say that they offer a product and therefore are different, like Molly said. So a business is considered a pyramid scheme if they offer a substantial return for recruiting new members into the business, but they don't offer a product. 
So I'll give you a good example. Say I'm the leader or the captain, as they're called oh. in a lot of pyramid <laughs> schemes, um, which is- I don't love that. Really pretentious, yeah. So uh, to keep it simple, I say I recruit two people into the business. I recruit Molly and Levi, right? So in order to get into the business, I need Molly and Levi to each pay me $5,000. And I promise them that they'll get a cut from everyone else they encourage to join and they'll make their money back and more if they join two people up. So Levi goes to friend of the show, Dr. Sam Losariga, who is required to pay him $5,000. And of that $5,000, Levi keeps $4,000 and 1000 of it goes to me. And then Levi goes to another friend of his who also pays him $5,000. Again, he keeps 4000 of it and passes 1000 to me as well. Molly does the same. She convinces Katie and, say, Justin, the sound engineer for you know, yeah, and, and they both pay her $5,000. Molly keeps 4000 of their money and passes 1000 on to me. So after this single first round, I end up with $14,000. So that's the $10,000 uh, from Molly and Levi, and then an extra 4000 from the people that they signed up. And Levi and Molly end up with 8000 So I've convinced them that they can make $3,000 just by signing up two people, right? Right. I'm right there with you. After Molly and Levi have signed up all of their friends, then they have to encourage all of their friends to sign up their friends. So they have a financial incentive to do that because they've already paid their money to Molly and Levi. And you got to make it back somehow, I guess. You got to make it back somehow. So in order to make it back, you have to sign up another two people. This is only, uh, for example, we're only saying that two people each is what you have to sign up. It seems like an attractive proposal because if you're closer to the top of the pyramid, then you just keep raking in money for doing almost nothing. But like Molly said, it's illegal in many countries because the growth is unsustainable and it'll eventually collapse. And it's called a pyramid scheme because if you imagine with me at the top, then I have two people below me, Molly and Levi, and then below them, there's four people and below them, there's eight people. Mm. And then below them. So it keeps going mm -hmm. and going and going. And so in order for everyone involved to make money, the pyramid would need to keep expanding indefinitely. But it doesn't work because the population of the world is not only finite, but <laughs> a lot of people are unwilling to part with their money and recruit other people. So if you imagine that there are six people at the top of the pyramid, at the very top of the pyramid, they each recruit six people who then each recruit six people and so on. After 12 steps there would need to be 2,176,782,336 wow. people involved, each of whom then have a financial incentive to then recruit six more people, <laughs> which means the next step would have to be 13 billion people, which is impossible because it's twice the population of the world. <laughs> right. So I hear what you're saying, and basically it's get into a pyramid scheme early. Is yep. that what you're trying yeah. to say? <laughs> That's the lesson that I've, I'm getting from this. That's the takeaway. Sure. That's the takeaway. <laughs> that's it. And that's the end of the episode. Thanks for listening to yeah. this episode of Video yeah. No, So naturally, no pyramid scheme ever gets anywhere near that big. But due to the nature of the business model, the lowest level has the most people in it. So even if that lowest level only has 600 people in it, that's still the more than the level above it. And then that's – but it's the nature of it. That's why it's a pyramid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when the members at the lowest level inevitably run out of people to recruit, it leaves the largest number of people with nothing at the end. Yeah. And that's what's so that's what's so frustrating about what about MLMs versus pyramid schemes is that MLMs have the same problem that mm -hmm. there's a finite number of people 
And not all of them want essential oils. Yeah. So at the end of the day, even though multi-level marketing schemes are technically legal, the only difference between them and a financial pyramid scheme is that in an MLM, you have a bunch of people who, instead of just being out a bunch of money, they're out a bunch of money and they have a bunch of essential oils mm-hmm. that they can't move. <laughs> Trunk full of sh- crap. Crud. <laughs> Crap is okay. Watch We're Australian. We're not American. <laughs> so to be clear, multi-level marketings are not pyramid schemes. Definitely not pyramid schemes. We have right? to say that Definitely. for legal reasons. We're all reasons. winking as we are Definitely talking, right? not pyramid schemes. So it, promoters will insist that their companies are in no way pyramid schemes. Right. They, mm-hmm. they might be pyramidal in structure, but they're not pyramid <laughs> schemes. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, given that the money you make from actual product sales compared to the money that you can make from recruiting new salespeople, they definitely incentivize the more pyramidal aspects mm-hmm. of the business model. Oh, yeah. so you still get some sort of financial return just from the recruiting of a new level? Yes. You get a financial return from, yes, recruiting new people, but also from the products that they sell. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So oh, it's in okay. your best interest to recruit people and then also help them sell more of their product and also help them recruit more people and also help them recruit more people who recruit more people. You know what? You're right. This is nothing like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> yes, yeah. nothing like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And thankfully, like you said, they are much bigger in the US than they are in Australia. But <laughs> yeah. why do you think that that is? Like, why have they not caught on here yet? That's my question. I mean, they have definitely caught on. There's definitely, they're definitely here. Right. It's right. just not quite as... You know, like not every third person that you talk to is part of a pyramid scheme. Yeah, there. I mean, multi-level marketing company. Yeah, there are. De- <laughs> <laughs> there are definitely, I think, some cultural aspects to why they've uh, taken off so much in the U.S., in particular in Utah. So if you look at a lot of the bit, like mm-hmm. a, a lot of those big pyramid schemes that you named, like I believe uh, DoTerra for sure is a essential oil company, which is my favorite thing, right? Because they sell not only we've done it an episode on essential oils and how they are not good for anything except smelling nice. Yeah. And so that's my favorite thing that there's not only is it a multi-level marketing company, it also sells essential oils. (laughs) And doTERRA is a good one in particular because they've been in trouble with the FTC in America for making false health claims about their products. Yeah, right. So that's even more fun. They're just bad on a different level altogether. (laughs) Well, I'm glad we're finally naming them because I think at the recording of our episode on essential oils we were in our infancy and worried about offending anybody really and we didn't actually name them but yeah let's mlms deserve to be called out so people Mm. can be aware of what not to get involved with yeah i agree yeah when i first became aware of essential oils it was because i had a roommate whose sister was heavily involved in young living which is another multi-level marketing which is also based in Utah. And Utah has become so attractive to multi-level marketing companies for a couple of reasons. One is that it's a it's a right leaning state, so politically, it's uh, they they lo- they love the idea of less regulation because mm-hmm. that means with less government inter- interference, the idea is that'll encourage more small businesses, more entrepreneurship. But instead, it's created this hotbed for multi-level marketing where they don't have to deal with as much uh, red tape. Yeah. Yeah, being examined by uh, as many 
um, agencies as they might have to deal with in other states. The other really important thing about Utah is that it has a big Mormon community. (laughs) And Mormons, it's like the perfect little Petri dish for this kind of bacteria to grow because Mormons (laughs) have have a giant community. So they already have kind of that structure that you need where it's like sell to your family, sell to your Mm -hmm. friends. They have these close-knit Big communities, big families, lots of siblings to sell their oils to or whatever, uh, whatever their MLM of choice might might be. There's actually a joke in the U.S. that MLM stands for Mormons losing money because it's so it's wow. so, so prevalent there. And when I was researching my article, the women I talked to who had worked with, uh, who had been heavily involved in various multi-level marketing schemes um they uh they were all on the west coast so it seems like uh it it sort of is really based in utah and it kind of radiates Mm. out throughout the west coast i don't know what the other states have going on with them that makes it but it just seems like it's it is very much concentrated in utah and i think and it doesn't conflict with their religion no well a lot of um well why would you think that it would conflict with their religion Let's start there. Oh, great, I suppose. Okay, so in the U.S., the uh, fundamentalists have something called the prosperity gospel, which is basically that, and I don't know how much this it conflates with Mormonism, but I know with a lot of uh, Protestant, we did an episode on an influencer, on an Instagram influencer named Rachel Hollis this season. That's a really good episode, by oh, the way, if you want to go and yeah. have it. Idio facto, listeners, if you want an episode to start with... <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. The Rachel Hollis episode is excellent. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. so yeah, she's yeah. a she's a Christian influencer, and she is uh, she's written some self help books, and she also appears at a lot of multi level marketing conferences. And uh, her hook is um, that she's a Christian, and that she thinks you can do anything if you just put your mind to it. And it also ties into this prosperity gospel, which is basically that um, it this fundamentalist protestant idea that if you are a good christian god will reward you with material wealth so um yeah it's a it's a popular idea in in some parts of i think particularly american christian communities as long as you take the steps to make your own wealth i suppose along the way right as long as you as long as it's an individualized you know you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps Mm. up and at them that's how the west was won (laughs) that's a yeah that's a very american (laughs) yeah yeah americans love pull yourself up by your bootstraps yeah multi-level marketing takes it (laughs) they take advantage of every like Trope. the dark side <laughs> yeah. of every American ideal. They really they, do. Uh, they harness it to their advantage. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's not, it's not a terrible ideal. Like you say, like a, a lot of those sort of real true, uh, I nearly said true blue, but that's Australian. <laughs> what are, like the real, the American values, they're not inherently bad values. Right. It's just that they get twisted yes. by, yeah. especially companies like this that, that just twist the ideals and make them into something sinister. But any marketing, though, does that, I suppose. We've spoken about that before, too. You're right, but this it, the way that these companies insert themselves into people's lives and communities, Yeah, uh, just it, it corrupts uh, not just one person, but a whole set of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and, and it's, it does that by design. Right. You, you go in, but you might start with one person, but then the whole idea is that that one person then turns their entire community into a bunch of people who do the same thing to their entire community. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it's like you're, you're not far wrong, Molly, when you describe it as a Petri dish for 
bacteria yeah. to grow. That's <laughs> that everything that I've read about multi-level marketing companies and pyramid schemes for that matter, it's very closely tied to exponential growth. And that is one of the things in biology that you learn first up is that bacteria grows exponentially mm-hmm. because you start with one bacterium that then splits into two, which then splits into four, which then splits into eight. So then for, like it, it just keeps on going because it's an exponential growth. And eventually that growth becomes, in a Petri dish, it stops because there's physically no room for it to grow, which is exactly what's happening here. There's physically no room for it to grow any further than, what did I say, 12 steps? Yeah. Mm. So it's flawed from from a concept level, but I think what disturbs me most about multi-level marketing is that it, it preys on people's sense of uh, not just the, uh, what did you call that before, the um, prosperity gospel. Right. It doesn't just prey on their their idea that you pull yourself up by your bootstraps, but it, there's a, a subculture, I guess, in, in these multi-level marketing companies where they go to conferences where they hear the people at the very top of the pyramid who have earned lots of money and have turned this into a uh, not necessarily a sustainable, but a, uh, a money-making venture. They hear from those people and they talk about how amazing their experiences with the multi-level marketing company is and how you too can go into your boss's office in a year's time and tell them that you don't need this job anymore because you've started selling Arbon and you can be a hashtag boss babe as well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they sell this lifestyle that's unrealistic yeah. for 99% of the people. And in fact, the Federal Trade Commission released a report that found that at least 99% of people who join multi-level marketing companies lose money from it. Right. That's yeah. so insane. That's uh, So one, it's 1% of people who participate mm-hmm. in multi-level marketing schemes make money. Um, that's opposed to 36% of people who start a small business. So again, that's right. also a risky venture. But when you look at those numbers, it's like, yeah, you're better off trying to- You're better off opening that yoga studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you've got a one in three chance of that succeeding, whereas you've basically got no yeah. chance of making it in, yeah. in an MLM company. And, and I'm glad you brought up the hashtag boss babe thing, because that's another super nefarious yeah. part of this is that it really co-ops the language of feminism. That's another thing that ties into the religious communities, Mormons, and then other you know, religious communities that have a lot of stay-at-home moms, because that's another yes. huge part of the how multi-level marketing uh, is is able to thrive, um, because uh, that's kind of the ideal person for joining a multi-level marketing, because it's like you have a little bit of disposable income to start a business, but not a ton. And uh, and multi-level marketing, when they're pushing their uh, pushing the idea that you can make as much money as you want, they're also saying you can make as much money as you want working from home. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can be with yeah. your kids all day, and 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 you can be, you know, building and your, you can be a businesswoman, a boss, you can be babe, businesswoman, yeah. yeah. And they put it in this yeah. like, and people who think that you shouldn't do it just don't want they, yeah, women, they don't want to, women succeed. to succeed it's like we really <laughs> yeah, do yeah, yeah. want women to succeed and the way to do that is not in an mlm yeah yeah that's exactly right and it and it's not i don't want anyone to i don't care who they are i don't want anyone to <laughs> but i absolutely appreciate the appeal of something like that yeah i would love to sit at home and just send messages to people on facebook and have that make me money of course right. that would be like the ideal job. I totally understand the attraction to it. But when you look at the concept as a whole, there's a limit to how much you can make. So like if if you're selling, say, look at something like Herbalife, for example, in order to be a distributor for Herbalife, even if you don't buy into the whole pyramid scheme part of it, 
um, as in like the recruiting more people to be distributors, you still have to supply the product, right? Mm -hmm. So in most cases, you have to buy the product from the company itself and store it somewhere and then offload that to your friends. So you've outlaid money so that there's an incentive for you to sell that product. Right, right. Is that is that your experience with these companies as well? Yeah. So Katie and I have, as we said at the beginning of the show, we've been approached to mm-hmm. do that. I was, I think, right out of high school going to college, and I saw an ad in a newspaper uh, for because I was looking at the newspaper to find a job because I didn't know what I was doing. How'd that go for you, Molly? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you. Um, they, it was like something like, oh, make $17 an hour right. when like at the time, like the most I could have made was like $8 an hour working at Chick-fil-A. So I was like 17, that's crazy. Just quietly, your American minimum wage is crazy ridiculous. It's, it's right. Beautiful. Yeah. And this was also yeah. like a decade ago, but yeah. yeah and it it's also not great. It's still not great. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, it's not livable. No, now it's $8.50. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. So that, that's, a, that's an issue for another episode, but, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, so I went to this informational meeting and, uh, it was for a company called Cutco. Is yeah. that one? Oh, yeah. Have you heard of that? In Australia? I've never heard of it. Okay, so they show you, like, <laughs> hey, these scissors and knives are so sharp, they can cut through pennies. And they cut pennies in front of you. And then they cut pennies in <laughs> front of you. What? Okay, that's kind of impressive, though, <laughs> if I can actually oh, do that. Oh, do you, do, do you want some knives? I have, a few, I have some knives to sell, yeah. <laughs> can, can you tell me more about this? How do I become a distributor? So they're like, hey, look, I mean, everyone wants to cut pennies in half, so these will be easy to sell. (laughs) Right. So, hey, buy this giant set of knives. So that's Mm. another thing uh, that that sort of lets you know that what you're joining is an MLM is because you have to uh, pay to participate in it. So that's that's yeah. the first sign that should tell you to walk away. But I didn't know anything. So I was like, I guess I'm going to just get a bunch. I didn't. Like, my dad stopped I was going to say, a parent has to stop you. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, someone smarter than a teen. Yeah. Yeah. Katie, what, what I, was um, When I had an experience, I was probably also around the same age, and a friend of mine had won, like, a free makeup trial with a Mary Kay consultant and this woman came to her house and it was like just a bunch of hens clucking and we all did our makeup. <laughs> and, you know, at the end, she gets your information, I guess, for whatever reasons. Oh, maybe you too can throw a Mary Kay party or whatever. Um, and she contacts me. And she's like, you know, I just you really were on my this is a Mary Kay woman speaking. She's like, you've been on my mind since the, you know, the makeup party. And like, wow, that makeup really changed you. You're so such a beautiful woman now. And like. It wasn't like I started out as an ugly duckling. It was like a. It, it was like I put like <laughs> lipstick on. Um, and but she really tried to play into like, don't you feel beautiful? Like, don't you want to like do this? And then the short of the long is, oh. she tried. She really tried to court me, and she would drop. She dropped an informational video off at my home, of which she got my address from, like this mailing list thing, um, with popcorn. Oof. And my mother intercepted it and was like, "Get the f- out." Off my lawn. And then it's okay. <laughs> we'll bleep that. We can censor ourselves, but we can't censor I can't say, I, Yeah, mother. it wouldn't, you You don't want my mom to be censored. And I, I, I don't think I would have been into it no matter what, but it's good. It was good that someone stopped me from that, that crazed 
Mary Kay woman. That's the other thing that I have trouble with is that they do prey on people who don't know any better. Yeah. Yeah. Like you guys said you were both just out of high school. Yeah. And looking for jobs. Yep. So like that's the people that you advertise to and go, oh, actually that could be a way I can make money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's a really like quite a vulnerable time for young adults. Yeah. Uh, Molly, you mentioned that you've seen the popularity grow in places like Mexico and and Latin America, maybe developing countries. And this possibly is the reason why, because it's such a, they may see it as like a quick grab, you know, a cash grab that they can just get rich quick scheme exactly for sure yeah, yeah. and uh, also they they approach you like when you're at that age yeah. and they are also so the people who are selling it are so desperate because they have so much that they have to oh, yeah. sell to make the people above them happy yeah. So there's this yeah. immense amount of pressure that you don't know how to deal with at that age <laughs> or when you don't have a lot of experience and also there's that emphasis in MLMs on recruiting which is why they have to have this kind of, um, so you can only buy their products, like we mentioned before, you can only buy it through a distributor. So, okay, so why would you go through a distributor instead of just buying something that's, you know, similar Similar from a store? From a store. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, so there has to be like this crazy buzz around this product. It has to be it's so magical mm-hmm. and changes your life and turns oh, I you. I remember the makeup. Yeah, she was like, this is a formula never before, you know, used in lipstick. And it's, and I was like, right. that can't be true. Wow. Right. How about and, that? And All that, these knives cut pennies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it has to seem like <laughs> yeah. a hot ticket. So a lot of MLMs here, people will say that they have this like, cult-like following because mm. they have to have you know, a cult-like reverence totally. for whatever schlock it is that they're trying to push on you. And I've heard varying things. Some people have said, like, there's Lime Life is a big one and High Hafferts, and people say that that is good makeup. But you can buy good makeup other places. Yeah, go to Sephora. And, the, and, like, we were talking about doTERRA and the crazy claims that they've made. That's one – that's a big one with essential oils where they make insane health claims about right, what like essential don't. oils can do for you. Well, And they, mm-hmm. and they have to because they, have, they need yeah. to create that, that cult-like yeah. atmosphere of right. obsession with the – the one product that distinguishes it from the essential oils that you can buy from a shop down the road. Yeah. I think that the element of pressure that, Katie, you spoke about the parties that some yeah. of these yeah. marketing companies have. And I think that's such a good way oh, to yeah. put pressure on people. You know, get everybody together. If a few people are buying something, you can basically guilt all the non-buyers mm. into yeah, buying or at least even giving their information to. to you. Like mm. you know, if everyone's mm-hmm. writing yeah. their mailing information down, and you're like, oh, I guess I would too. You know, before you know mm. it, there's a weird woman at your door dropping yeah. off popcorn. <laughs> I guess not every uh, multi-level marketing scheme involves parties, do they? The, it's pretty integral. It, yeah, maybe right. not. Okay. Maybe not every single one of them, but it's very common. I remember my uncle throwing a party. Really? Uh, for a pampered chef, which is just oh a bunch God, of remember that cooking yeah. stuff. Yeah, pampered chef. I forgot about that one. Yeah, my parents were always. That's something. Also, like I mentioned, <laughs> like it's very common here. I remember my parents like several times going to a party or something they thought was just an innocent get together. And then being sprung on, yeah, like, and they're like I have do to you want to buy this? a bunch of laundry soap and a garlic yeah. press? And it's like, <laughs> I thought you just wanted to hang out. But that's another <laughs> yeah. thing that it's like. That's... Thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yes, social pressure. Yeah. and But if you've, if you've paid hundreds to thousands of dollars for a product that you're having trouble selling and you get desperate enough that you need to 
make your money back, you probably will be that sneaky about yeah, selling yeah, the product. Yeah, come like, over you, for a you pizza, have to. but here's my detergent that I'm selling. <laughs> yeah, while you're here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a really good way to lose friends and irritate people. I know. My, yeah. when a friend of mine who did actually end up doing Mary Kay, she bought a ton, a ton. I mean, you know, like whatever. She really got into it. And she, we lived together at the time and she threw a Mary Kay party and I was like, ah, here we go again. Um, and no one really, you know, took it, mostly because we were all broke. It was like a weird room to try to sell to. And she still, I think, has a, a trunk full of Mary Kay to this day. And that was many, many years ago. Wow. And she really wasn't good at it. And I remember, like, a few months after that, she was like, I'm, do you want lipstick for like four bucks, dude? Like, can you, can you just buy a lipstick for me? <laughs> she wasn't even going to give it up to them. She just like had to get rid of what she had because it was just a lot of rotting makeup. Yeah. And if you get any money from it, it's better than and the, Yeah. Nothing. She was not going to make her investment back, but she was like, just help. Absolutely not. And I guess that's a good point is that you said people, these people don't have much experience. Yeah. I think that's you're largely the people that are involved in these MLM schemes do not come from a, a sales or marketing background. You, no, know, you don't no. need to be. Anybody no. can sign up. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's both the attraction and the way that they operate yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that they they prey on people who don't have that sort of experience because people who do have that sort of experience work for legitimate right. sales companies. <laughs> yeah. And make salaries. That's how sales works is if you are a representative, you maintain a salary and also maybe get commission from the products that you sell. But if you don't sell any products, you You're not a good are not very good at your job. <laughs> but also you will still make your salary. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and you have all the the rights that entitle you to, you know, unfair dismissal, lawsuits and all that sort of thing as well. Like there are ways that you can be compensated for your lack of income. Whereas if you sign up to a multi-level marketing company, you're you're on your own, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Matt, has anybody tried to recruit you? Uh, I've no, because I've not shown any interest when they've offered me their products. Oh, right. But you have been approached. Oh, yeah, I've been approached. But uh, I think the the way that they get you into being a recruiter is that they first they turn you into a customer first, mm-hmm. and then turn you into a consultant. Right. Yeah, right. So you have to show some sort of interest in the product, I think, in order to be a, a distributor. Yeah. Oh, someone who was selling weight loss shakes DM'd me recently, someone I went to high school with, and I was like, Ugh, no. And I yeah. linked her to my episode about multi-level marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. The good part about having a podcast is when somebody asks you about something in particular yeah. that you're like, actually, you should check out my podcast. I've done if an episode If you want to hear anything I have to say, you can listen to it on iTunes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not all bad. Um, Molly, your article, which I will link in our show notes as well, because it's an excellent article. But your Thanks. article recently talked about how it's big on YouTube to be anti MLM. So yeah. So my article was about, in particular, the uh, former recruits, uh, people who have worked for MLM, mm-hmm. who are now talking about why they're no longer a Beachbody consultant. Why they're no longer. They have a lot of funny names, like some of them are coaches or captains. But then, like, paparazzi jewelry has uh, accessory consultants. <laughs> yes. It's like when, when people who work at Subway are called sandwich artists. Exactly. It's like, well, wow, are we them. really? They are artists. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, maybe Subway in America is different to the Subway in Australia. It's not. But... <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they all, so now people who have had these bad experiences who thought, like, oh, I'm pretty good at makeup, I can sell mm-hmm. makeup. They've had these terrible experiences, 
and uh, they've realized the flaw in the business model. And now they're saying, now there are all these YouTube videos. If you look up Beachbody, which is the shake That's people the that one, yeah. Katie was talking about, um, there are all these videos that come up that say, why I quit Beachbody? Why Beachbody didn't work for me? There is subterfuge happening in the MLM community now where women will make uh, a video. A, I saw in particular a woman made a video called Why Beachbody Won't Work For You. Uh-huh. And then it's just her being like, are you a Debbie Downer? Oh, Do you not God. believe in yourself Stop. enough? And she's a Beachbody yeah. consultant and she has a link to her. You Do you not believe in yourself enough? None <laughs> of us do, so. ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's going back to the same like boss babe thing is like. Well, the only reason you won't succeed is if you're a hopeless person. Yeah, exactly. Oh, (laughs) God, that's so true. Yeah, and then there was one from Paparazzi. She's like, why I hate paparazzi jewelry. And then the video is just her being like, I don't like having so many friends. I don't like having Uh, new jewelry all the time. But most of the time, most of the time, these videos are very straightforward accounts of here's why I lost a lot of money. Here's why it was a waste of time. And here's why you shouldn't do it Mm -hmm. either. So uh, it's a very useful thing to come out of YouTube. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) YouTube is good for some things. For some things, yeah. That's the main reason that I wanted to do an episode on MLMs in the first place is because we have the, not that I think that my podcast is going to be like single-handedly responsible for stopping MLMs in their tracks. Believe in yourself, Matt. One extra voice. (laughs) You know why it won't? Because you don't believe in yourself, Matt. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The the only reason it won't have that impact is if I don't believe in myself. So, but I think just one more voice or four more voices adding to the chorus of people saying MLMs are bad news can never be a bad thing, really. Yeah. I mean, in conclusion, joining a multi-level marketing organization and then only concentrating on selling products may leave you with a very minor supplemental income, but the lifestyle that's promised by these companies is unsustainable, mathematically unsustainable, and mostly unrealistic for all but a very lucky few. And the pursuit is much more likely to leave you at a significant financial loss. Right. And there are some people who say like, oh, I'm just doing it as a side gig, as a side hustle. Oh, I'm not really expecting to make a lot of money off of it. Or, oh, I just like the product. But here's the thing. All these companies result in people losing money. There have to be people at the bottom losing money for them to work. So that's why I say don't participate on any level in any form because at the end of the day, it is a screw job. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, for sure. It was fun. Thanks Thanks for having having us. us. It's um, if anyone wants to check out your podcast, it's called Yeah No Yeah. And can you give us your social links? Yeah, Yeah. Uh, we're at Yeah No Yeah podcast on Instagram. And at Yanopod on Twitter. Cool. And as you mentioned on your podcast, and we should mention a lot more often on our podcast, we would love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and review both Yeah No Yeah and Idiofacto with five stars and some sort of really nice review. Because I don't know what, do you guys know anything about the algorithm, but it seems to favor people who get more reviews oh yeah yeah. good bad or ugly yeah if you can get two people to leave a review and then they can get two other people of their friends (laughs) to get reviews boy do i have something to sell you (laughs) in no time at all we'll have seven billion reviews (laughs) wait someone warned me about this (laughs) remember your training That's it for this episode of Idiofacto with some help from Yeah No Yeah. 
forward all suggestions, hate mail, evidence and arguments to Molly and Katie at Yeah No Yeah. <laughs> no, idiofacto at gmail.com. And you can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and all of the other social platforms at idiofacto. Our links are in the show notes. We've been Yano yeah, yeah, and you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Come and find us. <laughs> That's the creepiest way to end it ever. <laughs> I'm going to find you. It wouldn't be me if it wasn't. <laughs>